Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Microphone hot Wet and ready to rumble in this thunderstorm we have. So, dear listeners, if you hear the sound of God punching the earth with his mighty magic lightning fingers, uh, it's on our end, not yours. Don't worry. I like that you're starting a running bit where you just you just you just go Shay come shit. in hot with a bit oh, yeah, as yeah. soon as we Jamie's start just recording. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hi guys. Uh, it, it started as an organic thing. I'd like sometimes oh, include our little conversation sure. before. Well, you can now, get rid of this. Like, I could, ready. I could, but you know that will require more editing. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm probably not going to do that. Um, but I am still going to then leave a little pause to give me the opportunity to sure. do that, and then introduce us the same way I always do. Hello and welcome to Hanks Mank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks's entire IMDb. Uh, I'm Jamie Loxon and with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. How are you and your weak tea, Al? It's so weak and it's really... You know what mistake I made? Yeah. And it's a mistake I, I should, I should clarify, against people I should clarify that you quite literally do have a very milky yeah. milky tea in front of you. Mm. Um, you mm. are not spilling some not particularly interesting gossip. No, no. As no. weak tea might be used in the Ooh. youth culture these days. Of course, days. of course. Jamie, that joke, it slaps. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, entirely... Um, so what mistake did you make with your tea? Look, when you make your tea, it's very simple. You put the bag in, normally, unless yeah. you're using a teapot. Pour your ball water. bag, right? Yeah. That's how you then, make tea. Naturally, the next thing you should do is pour hot water in first yeah. to let it brew to the right strength and then add milk. You didn't. I added milk first. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? And I suffered the consequences. Why did you do that? Because I was a bad person once in my life. Uh, one time. Uh, you, there are many, I can remember thinking of many times when you're a bad, you've eaten paper before, so yeah, I'd I, say that's I pretty bad. I once to make a point. <laughs> yeah. It was not um, worth it. I regret it now. <laughs> Uh, hello, dear listeners. Uh, if I have kept the, um, the the bit at the beginning in, you know that it is pissing it down with rain today. Um, if I haven't, hey, it's pissing it down with rain. So if you can hear the rain, apologies for that. And if you hear the door open, um, it's Al's girlfriend coming back very early from her run, yes. having given up because it's pissing it down with rain. And, and if you and don't hear her, yeah. you know what? Clap her because she's she's a trooper. Yeah, no, entirely. Uh, training for a marathon and uh, just chugging out through a lightning storm is much more impressive than anything I've ever done. Yeah. So. Okay. So uh, Al, you you see this um this like <laughs> you're shaking your head at your milky tea. Yeah, um, so bad. You see this like big thing that's in front of us it's like it's like kind of blue and there's got a little black bit yeah. on top it's odd how you're it's, gesturing to it but right now it's right between your legs yeah. <laughs> so it feels like you're talking about your dick and yeah, i'm no, not sure what no, you're I'm, i am i am referring to the yeah, microphone yeah, 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 and, and what you did in the middle of your sentence there was and i'm going to demonstrate you just turned away and started talking away from the microphone i was looking out the and, door yeah, no, well, yeah, yeah but this is an audio medium and generally you talk true. into the Jamie, microphone uh, as with the ps5 okay uh, pretty soon everyone going to be having these 3D sound systems that allows them to hear where we are in the room and they want a soundscape. Maybe one time I'll be in the corner and they'll be like, why is Al in the corner? And it's because I'll be sad. I'm in the corner. So what do we do what? here, Jamie? <laughs> God, this show is awful already. Um, so, 
As I said, this is a show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire MDB. The more convoluted way of describing that is that aliens have invaded and decided that we need to prove our worth to them, and we're doing that by showing them the greatest works of our greatest human. That is Tom Hanks. We can't show them all of his works, so we are going through and reviewing all of his IMDB and deciding what should go in the Hanks Bank, the things that we're going to show to the aliens pr- to prove our worth to them. Uh, and as we are continuing our tradition started last week, uh, please provide me with a convoluted metaphor for that metaphor. Um, it's like uh, crossed with uh. It's like think this, but this. We're in a pitch meeting. Mm-hmm. We're pitching this show ten episodes uh-huh. in. It's like the uh, ancient Greek method of running a country in Sparta, where you had two kings, but rather than running a country, they're picking podcasts. They're picking movies for a podcast. Jeez. That's right. That was that was bad. Bad, not good. Maybe prepare them next week. Maybe mm. remember that that segment exists, which you I, clearly didn't. I, I, did that become a segment on the yep, fly? Yeah, no, it's becoming a segment. Um, and in the continued uh, adding of segments, do you have mm. a rom-com to recommend for me this week that I'm not going to watch? Um, I do. Again, I hope that you. I hope that you've at least seen Clues at some point in your life. Nope. If, really? Nope. Okay, so we're going to go for another one. Legally Blonde. Yes. Fun fact about Legally Blonde. God, oh, you've you've said I, I is is Legally Blonde a rom com? Yeah. I would call mm. it. I would call it more of a comedy. Either way, I have seen it. Sure. Um, There's fun a fact about element to it. There is a romantic element to it. Um, fun fact about that film: the graduation scene at yes. the end yeah, yeah, yeah. was filmed at my school. Uh, now, firstly, that sort of suggests. The sort, the very poshness of the school that I went yeah. to, um, which I won't say out loud on the podcast because I might get sued for slander. Um, but the so you might question why? Oh, why mm. did they film? Why did they take the graduation scene and just film it in a posh school in South London for some yeah, reason? Yeah. Well, now the reason for that mm-hmm. uh, is that uh, Reese Withers they they had uh, already filmed the whole film and done testing. They said the ending kind of sucked. Um, so they added the graduation scene after the fact, but Reese Witherspoon was already in London filming her next film. So which I believe was Vanity Fair. I I, I could not I tell you. The bold claim. You know what? Just looked it up. Turns out Legally Blonde not a rom com. So don't worry. Yep. Gonna give you another one. About <laughs> time. Okay. Which also is definitely it's more of a rom com definitely than Legally yeah. Blonde. What do you mean? Turns out not a rom com. Well, we knew it was a rom com. Uh, Nothing changed about the yeah, film yeah, yeah. in I the mean, last few seconds. I would. I. Ice is a rom-com. So, so go by your own definition, not goddamn Wikipedia. No, Be an independent yeah. man, Alexander. Screw you crowdsource learning online. I want one person to make me a big book of knowledge and then I can look to it. I don't want many people ruining stuff. Legally Blonde is a rom-com. Um, cool. There is romance um, in it. So God, this is off the rails. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're only like what? No, this is gold, Alexander. This is primo podcast. We've been the look, rails have gone off for the gold. Train. We're sifting for this gold is, here, uh, and we're finding it. You, we're finding it in every goddamn second. Every goof we make is killing it. We're making the Emmys of podcasts this year, Al. And this is the episode we're going to submit. I think at some point to market this show, we need to record you in front of a green screen doing the. Uh, I think both of us, maybe separately, doing the. Uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. That's uh, what I thought you were going to say. What relevance no, does no, no, that have? No, no, no. It's, it's the Shia LaBeouf. It's the Shia LaBeouf motivation stuff. I yeah, reckon we should just do it. it but one. with you. Yeah. Because um, um, I'm a better actor than Shia LaBeouf, obviously. Um, bold claim. Uh, anyway. Let's uh, uh, <laughs> so, bring that so, up. I loved your performance <laughs> in The Boy You Slept Under the Christmas Tree. 
Uh, I also a, like Shia LaBeouf's a, a, don't like you calling out an actual play I've been in. B, don't well, like did, you calling like out... performance. Don't like you calling out the play and getting the name of the play <laughs> wrong. <laughs> So, I I liked your performance of that show. So thank you. That's very kind of you. Um, so if it's uh, in a theatre near you soon, please go see it. <laughs> it, it won't be. Um, you can beep that name. Well, yeah, it's, well, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm, why would I beep it? It's not even correct. Oh, what are we doing now? So we're doing a podcast. We're reviewing um, a film called The Man with the One Red Shoe this week. Yeah. Um, uh, how does that, what do we we normally do historical context first? Sure, right? we go historical context, we do show context, context, and then we uh, go into the film. Yeah, so um, yeah. it's back on me with the historical context. We've been flip flopping for a few weeks now, um, and as has happened every single time, I'm going to actually give historical context instead of um, either describing a Nazi war criminal story or just describing the story of a book that uh, well, it wasn't well, even I, released in 1984. It's, it's just about 1984, 1984, but not the actual year 1984. Um, or is it, Jamie? Maybe so, we live in an Orwellian nightmare. Uh, well, that's true. Um, so this film, The Man with the One Red Two, is released in 1985, uh, around July-ish. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a little bit of fun historical context, fun facts about the first half of 1985, as always. Um, you will be happy to learn, Al, no deaths this week. I'm not saying no one died in the first that's half really of 1985. That no one but either no one notable died, or I just felt like not bringing it up this week, so it wouldn't be as much of a bummer. Um, so they are going to be more fun can facts. I, can I? Okay, can, okay, tell you what. No, well, no go, go, go. I just suggest in the future, if anyone if anyone dies in the future, yeah. Um, if anyone dies in the sure. Okay. Uh, how about you run it as like an in memoriam thing? An in memoriam, yeah. If the you do in memoriam, they just read the list of who died during this kind of. I'll play some dramatic music over the top of it. Um, so we're going to come in hot, January first, nineteen eighty-five, right at the beginning of the year. Vodafone becomes mm. the first ever UK mobile phone network. One week later, January seventh, Cellnet becomes the second. Immediately, there was competition. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, 19, the first half of 1985, the border between Gibraltar and Spain reopened for the first time since 1969. Isn't that lovely? Didn't know that it had been closed for that long. Yeah, yeah, no, there was like this this dude called Franco. That makes sense. Yeah, no, he wasn't wasn't a real good man, Honestly, so he kind of like closed the borders turns there. Turns out the uh, UK education system, really good talking about Nazis, very bad talking about any other bad thing to happen. Yeah, no, fortunately, I, I studied Spanish, so I know well all about you do, you do. Franco. Yeah. Well done, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give you any more information, because, again, we're not talking about death this week. Did you study Spanish? I thought you studied French. I studied French and Spanish. You can do, do you, both? Yeah. That's bold. Are you just, try, are you just are setting you, me up so try, I can flex on the podcast about the fact I'm trilingual? Are you? I am trilingual. Oh, I, I thought you were bilingual. A, I just worked in a, Spain for you. Really? <laughs> you knew that I worked in Spain. You didn't know I spoke Spanish yeah. and studied it. I thought it was a really rogue thing to do to take a year off to go live in Spain when you were doing a French degree. Oh my god. Okay, well, firstly, yes, let's flex. I'm a trilingual. I'm amazing. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Secondly, I'm upset sh- that my one of my Sorry. best friends didn't know that. Um, so, what were you going to. Yeah? Um, I liked your wee flex of, yeah. Time for the flex. I'm a trilingual. I'm a, tri- the- I'm a trilingual. Not I'm trilingual, which would be the correct. So maybe I'm just bilingual. Maybe I only speak French and Spanish because clearly my English is not great. Um, so yeah, the border already opens. Everyone's happy except Gibraltar still kind of sucks. Um, the first episode of EastEnders is released in. 
Bam 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 bam. I think we went into a different. I uh, yeah, I was really worried that was the music for Coronation Street. No, no, no. You definitely started on EastEnders. I don't. I think we veered away. I'm not sure what to. But that was released in February. In March, again, this this theme of something starting and then competition starting immediately afterwards yeah. Neighbours had its first episode broadcast so both of these have been running for about uh, 25 years yeah. now that's Odd. when good no, thirty-five years become good friends we're not in the music section yet oh yeah don't worry um, I'll sing there too uh, Amadeus wins the 57th uh, wins the best picture at the 57th Academy Awards uh, what, Fun yes. fact about Amadeus, yep. uh, when it was at the National, because I believe it starts at the National, the play by yep. Peter Schaffer, yep. uh, Margaret Thatcher, uh, who's a big fan of theatre, yep. went to go see it and hated it because Amadeus swore too much. <laughs> fun. Um, a fun fact about Amadeus, it is the most recent film to receive two leading actor nominations back in 1985. Really? Both the guy that played Salieri and the guy that played Mozart. Now, I my theory for that would be Latterly, uh, they just don't want their own so actors competing with each other. So they would take, they generally take someone and make yeah. them a supporting actor role, even if they could have. I think since then, yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. it's just less common practice to submit to well, lead I mean, actors because you don't want your own. It divides the vote, right? Especially in academy yeah. voting, uh, where I believe it's not even winner take all. Yeah, it's winner take all. Yeah. Um, one other um, interesting fact about the fifty seventh Academy Awards. Uh, Hang Ngor, apologies if I um, pronounce that incorrectly, wins Best Supporting Actor. Now, there is something very notable about him. Do you know what it is? Can you say his name one more time just so I can... Hang Ngor. Hang Ngor. Okay, so he's nice. H-A-I-N-G-N-G-O-R. And he wins Best Supporting Actor. Yep. I'm trying to... Am I allowed to know the film? Will that give it away? The film is The Killing Fields. Was he actually presence during the thing which is depicted and yes that is uh, partially the notable thing it is not the full notable thing sure. about it uh, he was not a professional actor so mm. he was present uh, during it's obviously about the Cambodian killing fields we're kind of alluding to murder we're not we're on death we're not we're not really touching Jamie, on it the allusion no. to murder isn't murder itself yeah no um, so he, he was Cambodian sure. and so but he uh, is one of only two ever non-professional actors uh, to win uh, an Oscar uh, the other one was Harold Russell sure uh, who won for the best years of our lives again okay. he was a war vet and it was in the 40s about vets readjusting to life so two non-professional actors both of them to do with That's, war crimes yeah I mean that I know definitely the older film was meant to be really good yeah, the best uh, years of our lives. And the Killing Fields, obviously, I know of the film. I haven't seen it. Um, it no, it's an interesting kind of that sort of path of finding non-traditional actors for stuff. Yeah, um, you get that actually later on in one of the films with, although a little bit different, with um, uh, Buck Delabdi in Captain Phillips. Yeah, who uh, was a Somali immigrant in the states, um, and I think they just did a casting call there for kind of anyone who's Somali. Yeah, and now he's actually just a full-time actor. Yep. Um, stop stealing content from future episodes, Al. Oh, God oh. damn it. Um, so, for obviously uh, moving very smooth transition into... Sure. In April, new Coke is released! Oh, yeah. Yeah, that fun thing that is I've heard people reference and oh, apparently it sucked happens. and it was awful. Mm. Um, on May 5th, uh, continuing a theme of bringing up the Nazis, Ronald Reagan attended a Nazi funeral on May 5th of 1985. That's a fun... Yep, he went to a funeral for... It was the Nazi funeral in Bitburg. Uh, it was around the 40-year anniversary of um, of D-Day. And, and it was controversial at the time, as it is now. 
yes. that he went to it, as like a symbol of like bringing the countries back together. Um, he went to a funeral, uh, funeral service commemorating uh, people uh, who had died in the war, and many of those people were um, members of the SS. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So not 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 a great move from it's Mr. Not, Reagan it, there. It, it would have been one thing to have showed up to someone who served in the army at the time, and therefore as pretty much everyone in Germany was at the time had been in the Nazi party. Uh, and it's a very different thing to shop to a member of the SS. Yes, yeah, 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 no, no, no. It wasn't great. Didn't, 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 didn't do good PR no, for him. Um, yeah, that's not... Now, one final fun fact, sure. sticking on politics. Uh, now, obviously, we do know that George H.W. Bush, the older Bush, uh, yeah. served one full term, which means he served four years exactly sure. as a president. Did you know that he actually served four years and seven hours and 54 minutes in total as president? Okay. Do you know why? Um, I assume uh, Ronald Reagan was put under general anaesthetic, and during that time... Uh, the vice president becomes president. All right, someone knows the facts. Someone's seen the West Wing. Yeah, so he had in 1985, he was uh, getting an operation for colon cancer. So Ronald Reagan handed over the duties of president to his vice uh, and became acting president for about eight hours. This was twice also used by uh, good old W for Dick Cheney, uh, but that was only for two hours each time. So clearly W under much less uh, much less stress for his yeah. um, for his uh, surgery. However, interestingly. Uh, the service of Dick Cheney as active president uh, was in like 2001 and 2009. I can't remember exactly which years, but it started at 7.09 a.m. exactly, both times. Interesting. No idea um, why. Do you want to know a, do you know the conspiracy about the new Coke? That uh, it's something about it was the same and they just wanted to, like when they re-released it, they just um, made it, I don't know. Fucking so the conspiracy about new Coke goes that Coca-Cola wanted to change the formula of Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, which had at the time been using real sugar. Oh, yeah, I did. And uh, they changed it to New Coke. Everyone hated it. It was one of the worst bombs of yep. all time. Everyone's coming back for Only lasted regular Coke. Only three months, I think. Sure. They then bring back regular Coke, but when it's brought back, it has fructose in it, so you use, uh, like corn syrup in it. Um, and the idea was actually they deliberately bombed this thing, so when they brought it back, people wouldn't notice the change because they hadn't had it in three months. Yeah, How long it was. Uh, we are now just closing out our sure. historical context with our music section, which Yay. I enjoy doing. I don't know why I'm doing this. Uh, we we sort of haven't mentioned this yet, but um, we sort of alluded in the last couple of episodes. So this is our third record this week. Uh, we're really up against it. Oh, I'm yeah. going on holiday, so uh, we had to cram them in. I'm going on holiday in nine hours. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I so, didn't realise this. Yeah, yeah we're, we're really up cold. against okay, it. Okay, let's... So uh, this gives me more, ad, more, more, um, more work for me, so I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to mention a few of the songs that were popular at the time. We're going to play them in the background. It's Christ Night or Soundscape, whatever. Mm. More editing work for me. Um, now, interestingly, most of the most popular songs in the first half of 1985 are actually songs that were released at the end of 1984, mm. but we've got uh, Shout by Tears for Fears. Okay. You can hear it playing now. Do you know the song? Shout. Yeah. Shout. Let it all out. Again, please, uh, a, very bad. You know songs have, like, melodies. That's right. <laughs> um, cool. Um, but that's playing in the background. Great. Uh, another great fun, very, very 80s mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. Take On Me by Aha, is playing in the background right now. Are you right making now. me not sing? I know, I know. I'm forcing it's you to... so good. But you can hear it. You can hear it's it out. Look at it. Bop, Just I'm bopping it. We're all bumping along. Bop, 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 um, uh, in, away from the sort of uh, party tunes of... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, of the 80s we have the power ballads of the 80s and uh, I want to know what love is absolute classic it's being better oh oh are you going to say you don't no, like this I want to sing it I want to sing it please don't talk with tea in your fucking mouth you dickhead I didn't swallow that um 
back to the party tunes, we've got Material Girl by Madonna, classic 80s tune. Um, and then towards uh, July, well, a release at the beginning of the year was We Are The World. Um, obviously the fantastic, not fantastic, um, it's not a great song, but the, um, the very important song released by the band, which called themselves USA For Africa. Real bad band name, um, oh. written by Michael Jackson and someone else, which I can't remember, um, is released at the beginning of this year. Nope. Uh, no. Peaches Geldof. No. Nope. Yeah, it's written by Peaches Geldof when she was about one. Um, and that's building up to Live Aid happens in July. Uh, I'm going to be playing some version of some song of someone that played at Live Aid. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pick we will some, rock pick you. some. Queen. Okay, Queen. We will rock Queen. you playing currently. There you go. Oh, there dear you go. God. Let's get on to some show. Yeah, there's our, there's our soundscape for 1985. Let me tell you. Uh, in the spirit of keeping this quick, because you've got to go fly somewhere, Jamie. <laughs> Again, in nine hours, I really hope we're yeah, not going to be pushing on that. It's uh, there's not much to say about this film. Yeah, no, I had this trouble. I had this trouble last week. We are yeah. we are entering a run of films after um, after Splash. Tom Hanks gets gets uh, you know yeah. he gets a little bit of uh, fame and whatever, and he, he people realise he can lead films. Um, but he hasn't quite reached the part where he can lead in good, successful yeah, films. So we're in a run of films where Tom Hanks is the sure. star, but they don't do very well. Yeah, I, uh, what's interesting about it, I think that it proves that Tom Hanks, at least at this point in his career, and probably not until big, um, is not a big enough uh, pool. No, so big get, is probably the next big movie big. he's in. Yeah. Um, so this film costs about 60 million. I think it takes yep. 8 million back. Yep, that's what I read. Yeah. Uh, at least in a yep. special run. Real, real flop. Real big oh, flop. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's not a good film. So based on a French movie called uh, Le Grand Blonde avec une Choisiette Noire, uh, which, as our trilingualist can tell us, translates to... Wow, I don't know. Come on, you should The big blonde yeah. with a black shoe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this, of course, is the, the man with one red shoe. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why they decided to change well, the colour of the well, shoe. Well, firstly, the big blonde is weird. Mm. Uh, um, hey, like French films, man. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because I guess red stands out. Red's paint America. Red blood. The US you, no, that was last week. That's in 1984. We're in the USA. Nineteen eighty-five. Oh, Shut the fuck up, Jesus! Never. <laughs> um, right. So uh, outside of that, um, is that all you? No, 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 no. Outside of that, Tom Hanks, in retrospect, didn't like this movie. I believe the quote is um, not a very good movie. <laughs> it doesn't have any real clear focus to it. No, it isn't about anything in particular that you can honestly understand. <laughs> It made no money at all. And that sums up a lot of my feelings about it. It stars Hanks. Should we, should we, are we done? Sure. I think it, that, it stars Laurie Singer, who's also in Footloose. Yep. Damney Coleman, who I believe will later go on to play Tom Hanks' dad in You've Got Mail. Uh, or maybe that's Charles. Uh, yeah, I think it's Damney Coleman. Uh, it also stars, weirdly enough, uh, Carrie Fisher yep. in a weird role. Uh, Carrie Fisher does a lot of weird roles this time, mm-hmm. but it's much better than Blues Brothers. Uh, and Jim Belushi, the less good Belushi. Yep. Um, Legit, which one's Carrie Fisher in this film? I did not ooh, notice who she is. Ooh, that's gonna be a fun game. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna. I'll tell you when we're kind of synopsizing the plot. Okay. Um, outside of that, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's literally it in terms of interesting facts about this film. Yep. I did, dear listeners, try and look up uh, Iran Contra um, because <laughs> well, this film contains uh, yeah. it's, the premise is the CIA gets caught. Uh, 
dealing cocaine. Yeah. And I thought, shit. Or smuggling drugs in general. No, specifically, like, a load of cocaine gets dropped. Yeah. Um, So I thought, wow, that's weirdly prescient, because Iran Contra the Scandal begins in 1985. So I thought, wait, is that... They can't have written this really quickly, but obviously the French film... I believe the French one was based on a heroin smuggler yeah. uh, instead of cocaine. So I thought, whoa. Uh, turns out, who knew, Ron Contra, really complicated. <laughs> oh, you don't want to give us a quick, quick two-sentence two summary uh, there, Jamie, this is the third episode in a week. On a normal week, I'd give you a nice half-an-hour lecture on Iran Contra. Turns out also... I'm uh, so glad this is not a normal this, week. Whether the CIA has confirmed... Uh, whether or not they were drug dealing is slightly iffy um, and therefore I don't want to slander the the second greatest intelligence service in the world uh, behind China and um, <laughs> the famous intelligence service China mm. China yeah, the great firewall right. of China so that's so all you've got for us let's let's push into this film that Tom Hanks doesn't even want us to talk about well, I, so the interesting thing is so let's just go from the beginning. Uh, we're in, uh, I want to say, not Monaco. Uh, Morocco. Morocco, there we go. Um, a man in a white suit is walking around. He's being pursued. Uh, at some point, someone tries to drop a car on his head. It fails to kill him, but a load of cocaine explodes. The locals are like, give me the cocaine! Give me the co-. like." It, it, uh, cocaine! It, cocaine! Yes. Cocaine! And they just start snorting it, it off the car. Yeah. Know, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but they just snort this shit off there like a pack of frat boys you know, during cocaine week in college. Um, ah, good old cocaine. It turns out... What are your favourite memories of US, cocaine week, Ah, cocaine week was my favourite time at St. Ah, I love cocaine week. They go around, they cut a line for you free, you go, mmm, it's delightful ah, cocaine. Ah, la cocaine. La cocaine, la cocaine. Um, Jamie, real question. Yeah? Uh, if, you, if someone was walking down the street, got caught by the police, and a fuckload of cocaine explodes in front of you... You snort that shit without knowing what's in it. Like, well, no, I'm also. I thought your question was just real question, Jamie. <laughs> have you done cocaine? <laughs> um, but no, uh, irrelevant of whether I've done cocaine or not. Um, no, I probably wouldn't be snorting an in a, uh, indiscriminate powder that falls yeah, on a yeah, car. It could be anything. Turns out it's actually just um, cocaine uh, flour. <laughs> it is in real life there. That was a fun note about the movie. They just use flour for it because no shit. Well, yeah. Why would <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out that they didn't use real cocaine for that shot. Um, um, so back in the USA, there are uh, meetings in the Senate about this. The head of the CIA is being called up and saying, why is one of your guys been found to be running a cocaine operation? He goes, I haven't seen the facts. That sounds weirdly prescient to today, doesn't it? Wow. Um, politics. Uh, he goes out, turns out, and this is when the plot starts getting a little convoluted for its own good. Yeah. Um, one of his underlings... I believe it's the deputy director. The deputy uh, is trying to kind of knock him off. He wants to take his job. Yeah. And he is he is the one that has been running this mm. uh, drug smuggling. Um, With the intent of uh, it getting found and therefore causing shame and bringing yeah. it... Uh, the head of the CIA has 48 hours to come back to the Senate with a decent reason for why the hell someone yeah. was smuggling cocaine. Um, so at this point, uh, he, we find out that he knows that his house has been bugged and he knows that the um, the yep. deputy dude is, is onto him. and yep. Not onto him, but wants, wants, it in, yeah. wants him in. He's so having he, a chat with uh, another his, his deputy, um, who is actually the Dan Gilmore girls. Fun fact for any uh, Gilmore, Gilmore guys out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's <laughs> those, another podcast. Those gilly heads, as they're, uh, they're famously called. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so he knows his house is bugged, and so he says, knowing he's being listened to, that, oh, he's going to meet the person that is is going to help him get out of all of this yeah. uh, at the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He then sends one of his underlings to the airport. Yeah. Under the, uh, again, it's, so, it's so difficult. He sends Daddy Gilmore. He sends Daddy Gilmore. It's so difficult to try and explain this in a way that makes sense. Because it doesn't. Because it doesn't. It doesn't. But so um, he sends one of his underlings, Daddy Gilmore, sure. um, to the airport and just says, pick someone. Just pick someone and act like you're saying hello to them so that the person who's been listening to me and is trying to we'll frame me will go after that guy. Um, so he's waiting at the airport. He's looking around. They, there's a few relatively racially insensitive jokes about sure. um, people that are passing past. 80s! Every single film we has has at least one problematic moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, And then eventually he sees Tom Hanks coming down the um, escalator with one, with one red, red shoe. shoe. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, a violin, and a violin case or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so he goes up to him, gives him a little hug, and he's like, oh, hello. Um, and then he goes, oh, actually, sorry, I was wrong. But then we see all of the surveillance team. They're like, "That's him! We've got him!" They go. They, the old the woman goes up to him and like gives him a hug, checks his or like wallet, wallet, and finds out his identity and stuff. They're all wearing importantly uh, ridiculous sunglasses yeah. too. Yeah, all bad. Uh, like the, the classic. They look bad like disguises. they're in Mission Impossible Two. Yeah. With they've, they've all like taken photos of him and stuff. Um, mm. And so starts basically what we've got here is the CIA deputy director who wants to overthrow the director. Has got a person who is not at all involved in any sort of CIA sting or CIA cocaine operation, but they believe he is. Mm -hmm. So they are going through investigating him, but constantly making bad assumptions based off incorrect things. Um, And that's where the comedy comes from, I guess. So, because we don't need to fully plow through this plot, examples of this are... Um, he cracks his tooth on uh, like fake a fake peanut. peanut that's given to him. We'll go into Tom Hanks' plot line in oh, a minute. Yeah, sure. But um, uh, he so cra- we- cracks his tooth on a fake peanut, and then they go, "Oh, I don't buy this this fake peanut thing. This is rubbish." He's, he's got, going to, he's got a microfilm in his tooth. And like this, this yeah, is the idea of the kind of jokes they make. He's like, a violinist, so they assume there's a code in in, his in like the music. music that he plays and stuff like that. Uh, so that's the the comedy of errors with them, and they're constantly making sure. weird, it's terrible leaps of that, uh, leaps of logic. logic. That um, plot is kind of like a classic um, Hitchcock wrong man thing, right? Yeah. So, so in some ways, I I kind of get it. It's the whole wrong man setup. It's except in this yep. situation. Uh, the wrong man doesn't know anyone considers him the wrong yes, man. Yeah, and we're it, from the we're looking yeah. from the. Kind it's of- it's it can be funny at points. Mm. Not hugely funny. Um, and then following the Tom Hanks plotline, what we've got is it turns out so he's come back from holiday with his two mate best mates. Um, his uh, his best mate, who's a bloke, who's in the both of them are in the orchestra with him, and then his best mate, who's a bloke, who's called like. I don't know, Michael or something. I don't know. Can't remember his name. I, I'm. I do you have this? I'm terrible at remembering characters' names in films. So TV shows, I get because you're with them for a while. Yeah, I, I think it tends to be the case where is it a so so like you said, long running things. Something like Star Wars, we all know the names. Yeah. I think in fantasy things, as he said, so names too. Or so when the character is more famous than the actor playing them, that's when it's really easy. So like you know most, at least I do. I'm not I'm not sure how big a fan of Lord of the Rings you are, but, oh yeah, but most of the Lord of the Rings are, is a series. So like sure. in a one-off film, if I'm trying to, but as, even even as a kid, right? Like after watching the first film, you knew Aragorn, you knew yeah. Gimli, you knew Legolas because a they established the characters really well, yeah, and b 
they have cool sounding names. Yeah. And so that sticks in your head. Yeah. And it's cool you obsess about it. This is not that kind of... It's, no. it's a film where it's about people... Like it's, you know, it's basic interactions. Therefore, for the most part, you don't need to know. Yeah. So, yeah. Lovely little tangent there that I set off. Apologies. Um, so, yeah. He's got his best mate sure. and his... And his best mate's girlfriend, fiancé, wife, wife. wife. Um, Played by Carrie Fisher. Is that Carrie Fisher? That's Carrie Fisher. Ah, didn't recognise her. Um, Young Carrie Fisher looks very different. So, uh, they've all come back from holiday. Yep. Uh, he's his best mate is the one that's sure. been pranking him he's the one that gave him made him have to wear one red shoe mm. he's um, a dick yeah he is a dick um, but it turns out Tom Hanks is having an affair with his wife with his best friend's wife it, well, yeah, full, so, on, so, full on fuck fest uh, <laughs> suddenly uh, my Tom Hanks dick meter is tingling <laughs> uh, his wife uh, not to shame anybody is really into Tarzan fancies yeah yeah so they're, that, that's they're like a key aspect of yeah. the reason she is cheating on her husband is because her husband's not as good of a Tarzan as Tom Hanks which is, is which is uh, that's a fun little detail well, that is fun now at the time I'm like this is weird why am I seeing Carrie Fisher in like jungle underwear? It was weird. Yeah. Um, so, and also the fact that he's a prankster and a bit of a dick annoys yeah, yeah, yeah. her, and that's why uh, she's carrying on with, the with Tom. Sensitive, Hanks. talented, likes to choose her young orphans in the violin. Yes. Tom Hanks. Um, Tom Hanks. He's 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 a lovely bloke outside oh. of the fact that he's cheating on his, his yeah. fucking his best friend's wife. Uh, we, we've skipped over maybe the weirdest detail of the plot. Yeah. Where the see whatever the, the kind of the enemy spy team who try and catch him are going through his background. And at one point they go, you know, he learned violin because mum taught him as a kid. Yep. Um, he ended up being sick for a year, spending a year in a sanitarium, uh, where he lost his virginity to a junior nurse. And I'm like, <laughs> this is the weirdest detail. One to throw in, and then two, now we accept that. This nurse, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Don't sleep with a 16, 17-year-old kid. Oh, wow, you're going to have a real problem with Big when we get to it. <laughs> Not to spoil already all the jokes I'm going to make in that episode. Um, so yeah, let's kind of. So we have these comedy of errors. They follow him at the dentist. Um, they like they end up. Yeah. We have competing um, agents. One from the director's side sure. that are tailing him, and one from the deputy director's side that are tailing him, but don't know that he's actually not anyone important. Yeah. Um, they end up clashing a couple of times, and like, yeah. Um, one time he ends up leaving the dentist, he comes back early to his house, so the investigators sure. are still there. So then we have the... Now I don't... Femme fatale. Femme fatale. That's a yeah. better... That I was going to use a different term that I don't know is appropriate at the sure. moment. The um, hot lady spy. No, I was... I'll just say it, because is bunny boiler appropriate? Bunny boiler is... Uh, I don't know if that's an inappropriate you know term in 2019. Do you know the term bunny boiler? I do not. I, uh, my so, guess is it comes from something to do with Playboy. Uh, no, it comes from the, fr- the film, I believe... I want to say Fatal Attraction. Okay. Um, starring Kirk Douglas, uh, which, and this is uh, weird, So, uh, which is based kind of on the opera Man and Butterfly, um, sort of, it at least gets referenced several times over, uh, meant to, Kirk Douglas has a wife, but he has this affair with this lady while his wife's on holiday. She gets pregnant, and uh, he, in theory, the film was originally meant to end, and it, it actually, they shot the original ending with her killing herself and framing him for it. Right? Cool. And instead, the audience didn't like that. So they yeah, were like, no shit. Yeah, so what they did is they recut it, where at the end... Did they film a graduation scene in a posh London school? It's <laughs> like they filmed at the end where she keeps like showing up at the house, threatening to kill them. At one point, she literally takes their bunny and boils it. <laughs> so the lady's cooking something open, and so she's like, Moses, oh my God, there's a boiling bunny. And that cool. is literally that. At the end, uh, they kill her. Cool, so... Um, 
so this character is not that similar to no, that, no, so I probably no, won't no, use no. Bunny Boiler. Femme Fatale is a decent yeah. uh, word for it. She's the attractive woman that they're using to distract Tom Hanks, basically. Yeah. She's staying in the apartment. Uh, she is the woman that um, bumped into him at the airport, and he already... Um, he, was, uh, he, thinks he was like, sense. oh my God, you must be here to Hey, to why are you in my me? apartment? Are you uh, trying to rob me? Nah, you you're trying to... to you me. love me. Uh, right? And so begins the vague plot line that... Mm. Again, it's it's weird that, to, that you're supposed to root for Tom Hanks in this film, and yet he is fucking his best friend's wife. And while fucking his best friend's wife... Hey, he mournfully. Is, he's he, mournfully making love to his best friend's wife while playing Tarzan. Um, he is also... Like flirting with this this new woman that turns sure. up, but so begins this plot line of, as I'm sure we can uh, work out, she ends up kind of falling for him and ends up changing her mind and whatever. There's a really weird scene later in the film where uh, they think they're finally about to get him. Um, and there is actually quite a funny scene which I'll describe, but that basically. They're all behind a one-way mirror yeah. watching her seduce him, yeah. which is weird. Uh, and there is quite a fun, funny little bit where um, she's uh, about to, to go down and, and, and do the... To the, go down do under the, to do, Australia. Do, 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 the, do the fellating on him um, and uh, unzips uh, her, his pants uh, and goes and is about to do it. And he like makes an excuse and makes her go sure. away and pulls up his zip. And her hair gets caught in a zipper, yeah. and then they have to like kind of waddle towards the bathroom, like, and him like he ends up like full on basically done. dragging her at the end. It's yeah. quite a fun little scene, um, uh, but yeah. So she's kind of clearly actually falling in love with him. Sure. Um, are there any other plot points we need to no, mention I mean, before look, we get to the end of the plot? That's that's basically it. The only other thing is, of course, the so not not only is uh, he having sex with best friend's wife. She is has fallen in love with him, so she's ready to leave her husband for him. Yeah. And the second thing is, uh, all the way through this, the husband, uh, like originally, he thinks he hears they play the tape. Of, they play the tape of them fucking because on they, like an ambulance, on and an he ambulance. thinks that his wife is cheating on him in the ambulance. Yep. Yeah, so he goes weird. a bit crazy, and then he comes to their house. There's been a shootout amongst the spies in the house. Um, he sees all these dead bodies. Yeah. He goes to tell the friend, being like, "You cheated on my, you cheated on my wife." on me with my my wife and she stood on me with you uh, and also there are like four dead bodies at your house they go to the house no they've hidden the bodies they've cleared, yeah. and uh, the guy's like I think you're crazy mate so he thinks so he dead. full on starts gaslighting this guy to the yeah. point where he loses his mind yeah it's great um uh, because that's, we've got a little bit because we've got a little bit of time do you know where the term gaslighting comes from yes it's a play from the 1800s um, Fine, I won't fucking tell my fucking te- story. It's, 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 yes, it's a play. But do you know why? Obviously, the play is called Gaslight. Do you know why it's called Gaslight and why that has subsequently become um, this? This I term? could half ask an answer, but I think you know the. Yeah, the I do because I studied at drama school. Um, so it is about um, a story about a husband who is sure. trying to quite, uh, as we now know, the term mm. Gaslight and uh, convince uh, his wife that he, she's going crazy. Um, and the way he'd do that is he'd leave the house mm-hmm. um, and then come back. But he would actually sneak back in into the attic and he was doing some weird shit up in the attic. I can't remember what. Um, but basically when he'd come back in the attic, he would turn the lights on in the attic. And because of the way the gaslighting in the whole place worked, the yeah. way they figure out that he's doing this uh-huh. is because the rest of the lights would dip down a little bit because it's being redist- the gas is being redistributed throughout the house and because it's being more used upstairs then it makes the how the lights that she was in sure. uh, in the room she was in dip down a little bit. So the investigator that is trying to figure it out, that's how he figures it out. Mm. And that's why it's called gaslighting. 
Yay! Yay! <laughs> the actual, the, so it's interesting that the actual term gaslight actually has nothing to do with the process itself yes. of deceiving someone. No. It's just what, from the play. What I find fascinating about that is, like, I think a lot of people, uh, millennials, sure, assume that the term came about fairly recently because actually it came back into the conversation fairly yeah. recently. But it must either have been, it has been used amongst some circles for a while, yeah. or just people... You know, a while ago, I had a resurgence in the 1980s. Yeah, people were researching the topic, saw the term, and then decided to use the term again. I I find that process of uh, phrases becoming set in society really interesting. Um, but yeah, anyway, so they they go off. Yeah, and they basically try they try and kill him a few times, and the people who originally yeah. had this plot think, oh, actually, I kind of don't want this random patsy we set up to die. That wouldn't the, be great. Yeah, the, the, um, uh, Richard Gilmore uh, decides, hey, wait a second, Daddy Gilmore's like, no, 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 this man's life is not going to be on my hands. Uh, we're, we're not going to kill him and his boss is like I don't care if we kill him I'm doing the same voice for both because yep. why not uh, and here's my here's my question about this and, and if this sounds convoluted it's because it is convoluted I don't get why the bad guy the worst guys killing him the cocaine di- guys killing him would save his job nope not even slightly it doesn't make any sense I assume um, it's because he's meant to like take photos of it and then be like look these are the crooked guys yeah. this is what happened there's a rogue cell in the CIA yeah it's really poorly ex- like, yeah, no, it, explained it why he thinks he's gonna do it um, <clears throat> so they try and kill him eventually uh, Tom Hanks is like she uh, she goes having fallen in love with him over because they had sex once and he played a song for her he wrote for her yeah um, she goes oh I, I gotta leave the country uh, because she wants to save him um, he goes to find her. They they kind of run from the cocaine dealing boss. Yeah. Um, she ends up like cut, running flash into cut the Senate. To, they go to go into the Senate. She testifies in the Senate um, in exchange for her freedom, and that's where she reunites with Tom Hanks's character, and they live happily ever after, or whatever. Yeah, blah blah um, blah. Let's blah, 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 chat let's, about yeah, this film. Yeah. Uh, do we have to? <laughs> well, and here's my thing. Right when we normally do these things. I often feel a little bit worried, and it's not because like I I don't think it's important to express your opinion. I do, but obviously, like a lot of people put a lot of hard work into making a movie, and even in the worst movies or the worst thing, there are a lot of people behind the scenes or whatever who put in so much effort. And the actors are trying. Um, it just it is whatever reason it hasn't fallen through, and so there's always that thing in your mind where you're like, "This is bad. Probably don't watch it." But also, well done for making something which I have never done. Cool. On the other hand, Tom Hanks has slagged this one off. And Tom Hanks doesn't slag off much of his work. Nope. Um, and so I don't, I'm not afraid to say this is like, if right now I went over to the sink and I grabbed you a glass of water, but rather than just turning on the cold tap, I also turned on the warm tap too and came over with a glass of incredibly lukewarm water mm-hmm. and asked you to drink it. It would be unpleasant. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but it'd be kind of weird and you wouldn't want to do it again. Yeah. Right? That's this movie. <laughs> I read, when I was like, I rented this on Amazon Prime, and the reviews were great. You can watch this with I your know, family. there is a continued theme of you actually paying for yeah, these yeah, movies, you know. and I'm fully illegally downloading um, them every single time. But there are a lot of themes of like people being like, hey, this is a great like Sunday movie. In the sense of... It is Sunday today. It is su- no, Saturday. Oh, fuck, it's Saturday. But, Jesus Christ. Wow, time is just a construct for you. Yeah. Um, it's a construct for everyone, but still... Uh, if you were like at your nan's house on a Sunday and it was she had, for some reason really likes Channel Five and she put this on a Channel Five and you were chatting to your nan, this was in the background. It's that level of movie. That that's the way to watch this film. It would technically count as visuals and sound yep. to pass the time. It is 
the fact, like, the, the quote really sums it up, right? Like, it does not really have a plot. Like, the, the hero, if, if Tom Hanks is the leading man in it, that's kind of strange considering he's only in, like, half the movie. Yeah. Um, but also, even in his own plot line, so in, if we were to separate these out, there's this spy plot line, and there's the Tom Hanks plot line underneath it. Yeah. Tom Hanks is our leading man. Yeah. Those plot lines only cross at the end, really. Yeah. There are, like, funny intrusions between the two. But it is not really dramatically interesting no. to have this guy, to have a wrong man's story where someone finds out he's never really the wrong man till the very end and it works out perfectly fine for him and whatever. Especially not when his own plot line has no real d- dramatic tension. Like, mm-hmm. it's, well, he's cheating on his, he's a good guy, but he's cheating on his best friend's He's best, cheating with, with his, his best friend's, friend's wife. wife. I um, guess he's not technically cheating. He's, no, he's, he's having an affair with his best friend's wife. Yeah, that's a way the to way. put that. Uh, cheating is complex. People don't do it. Um, <laughs> but even in that, you're kind of like, well, the husband's a bit of a doof too. Yeah. There's no that doesn't carry itself all enough. I, you don't invest in that enough to really care at all in it. The spy stuff is kind of goofy, but also you're like, is this going to turn to a really dark movie? And they're going to murder him? No. So there's no stakes really there. And also because you don't understand why the hell they're doing it in the first place. I think you could remake this film. That that some some producer could go, you know what we should do? We should remake a movie uh, which made to, no to make money. It, to make it clear for our audience members, um, I believe Al's sound is supposed to be him sucking yeah, yeah, on yeah. A, a blunt, a, a, yeah, mar- yeah, yeah. a marijuana cigarette. And then, of course, he goes, which yeah. is me uh, snorting some cocaine. Yeah. And he's like, ah, like cocaine week. Like, like cocaine. Uh, but he decides, let's remake this flopper film. I can believe that someone could take this structure and make something kind of interesting. Like, you make it kind of, like, a, on the one hand, it's like hardboard I mean, spy it's film. Basically, The Wrong Man's. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, no, it's yes. quite literally but, the, the TV series, The Wrong if, Man's. Even if they never found out that they're being pursued, so if you, take, if you add a little bit of that, yeah. I think that could be a fun thing. Um, but this version just is so inconsequential yep. that I don't think there's much. In it, even to be said about so if we sound bored I'm really sorry um, it's because <laughs> it's a boring film well, it's not so even something like uh, Bosom Buddies which I didn't necessarily love which, which I didn't love I was very vocal in being like look I felt like I, was, I had to suffer through this it's, I didn't suffer to watch this movie nah. it's not I wasn't crucified to watch an hour and a half film but at the same time it's, it's definitely worse than Bosom Buddies it's so far like it is air. It is. It is uh, like a, uh, having come from a film like Splash, <laughs> and then and even Bachelor Party, which both of us both of us thought were like, was was a weird mess of a movie, at least has highs and lows. Yeah, this is like a solid. I can't. I wish I was more annoyed about this, so I could be a bit funnier. So I, <laughs> so I could be a bit more, you know, entertaining for our audience. Yeah, but at the same time, like. You get, you kind of deal the hand you're given, right? And if this movie, if if we were to say, if aliens would come down tomorrow and they went, the last movie you watch is the one we're going to watch, be fine. We would be fucked <laughs> because they'd be like, there's nothing in this which redeems the human race. Um, what are your thoughts on it? 
Well, and you're going to give your score after no, all no, that? No, 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 no. I mean, what do you want me to oh, say? Okay. You've just spoken uninterrupted sure. monologue for a solid four minutes. I thought you There is nothing more to say That's, about you know this what, film. You, know you have said everything that okay. is, needs to be said. What do you mean? What do you mean? What are your thoughts? Okay, so here's my... So you I'll, 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 every possible thing. <laughs> I couldn't say. You've just said how boring it is to talk about this film. And you're like... I'm going to talk about it for four well, minutes, though. Know, and I, then I'm going to throw it to you to see if I, you have a thing boring uh, maybe, to say Maybe about you disagreed. Maybe you thought this no. was great. You just seemed so animated no. all the way through that I thought maybe you I've, loved it. I've apparently given it a 2.5. I've written down... My, I'm, I'm now thinking well, okay, that's high. Okay, you give it a 2.5. I've given it a 2.5. I, I think it's high. I'm going to stick with it, but I'm going to go high. for a 2, and here's why. Unlike... So similar to something like Bachelor Party, I guess, it is not so bad... That it is offensive. I mean, you are, to, to give you context, you are now rating this at the same as you rated Bachelor Party, Bosom Buddies, and Love Boat. Yeah, because they're all, this is worse than that. If I had point five, I'd probably go down one. Have I given a one at some point? Uh, you have given a one. You gave a one. You gave a one to He Knows You're Alone, the one that you put in because, the no, goddamn hangs back. That's like, so if we're talking about quality of the film, He Knows You're Alone is much more like we have very uh, And then also variables. Mazes of Monsters. Sure. He Knows You're Alone is like. A masterwork. <laughs> but at the same time, it's very much like, hey, we've got a camera, we have like this much money, we need to do this very quickly, like, let's do it. Yeah. And there's lots of people doing that, but at the same time, like, it's it's a lot more rushed than this male yeah. movie. They're a lot more like, it's creaking out the seams. This movie is just a well-made, and again, if you made this movie, whatever, you know, they're the not listening out. No, I, I, I get that, but like, <laughs> the sentiment stands, well done for making a movie. <laughs> I'm sure you're not going to want to go to the grave being like this is the movie I made rather than like here are the many other movies I made so it's so it's, it's inoffensive it is well done for making a movie is this is the same defense that Theresa May has been using what? for her deal the entire time it, random- let me let me finish my metaphor it's the same defense that Theresa May has been using since the beginning of her deal which is well, it's technically a deal. By pure definition, it's not nothing. And you're doing that for this film, which is, well, it is it, it, it is. it is a filmed medium that lasts for 90 minutes. Congratulations on that, dear filmmakers. No, so, so my difference... Congratulations on the bare minimum. My difference is this. Theresa May's deal for Brexit is something that is going to impact the lives of British okay. people and okay. European yes, people. Yes, I do. Re- I'm not years. saying that but Theresa May's deal is on par yeah. with this movie. No, but I'm just saying the defence is pretty similar. No, I'm not saying. It. I'm saying it is similar, but the context is different. Well, yes, um, obviously, that's the whole point of a metaphor. It's sure. taking something and comparing it to something else in yes, a different but if, context. But if the contexts are too different, then the metaphor is. I would argue invalid. Um, also, I'm not sure that's a metaphor. I said it's. Uh, I guess it's. Me- no, yeah, it's a metaphor. It's whatever. You meant the two. But the- I didn't study English. I can tell you what a metaphor is in Spanish. <laughs> What's a metaphor in Spanish? Go. A metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, two. So you give it two point five. Okay, uh, two point five. So obviously, we're going on to Tom Hanks' performance. Yeah. Um, you want a monologue for four minutes so I don't get to say anything? No. <laughs> Um, he's fine in this film. Uh, I think again, uh, he's he's super hampered by the fact that it's not a good film and it's not well written, and his part is super un- underdeveloped for a main yeah. role, as we discussed. Um, he does fine. I don't think it's played particularly to his strengths, especially not his at his age, because at his strengths at this age is like he's really silly 
goofy. It's the sort of thing that we'll see him sure. really shine in in something like Big or something we've already seen him shine in in something like Happy Days. Or even Bachelor Party. Uh, or even Bachelor Party. Um, this is like like really muted. Like the first 10, 15 minutes of this film, he is just like a, a passing character sure. for other people to follow. Like he could have been played by an extra for the first 15 minutes of this film. Um and so, he, yeah, he's not being played to his strengths, but with what he's given, he's done fine. So I've given him a three. I think that's fair. Um, I would probably go a little bit lower. And again, this is taking down on the writing. Like, there is obviously the really, really cliche, but very true saying, show, don't tell. But most things we learn about this character aren't really, aren't, aren't shown. We are told in a briefing room about this guy, here are his characteristics. And then actually everything we see tends to run counter to it. So, like, it's it's a fine performance. Like, he goes on stage. He, no, he goes on stage. He goes in the movie. He does his thing. It's fine. I give it to. Like, it's... I uh, if, if I were to show someone this and be like, that guy's going to be one of the biggest actors of the 20th century, 21st century, no one would believe me. No. So, two. Um, and finally, the dick meter. Um, I've given him a 3.5. I mean, he, you, oh, you think it's higher. Because um, he's actually a lo- he's a lovely bloke. He's very intelligent. He's he plays he writes a song for that woman. That's lovely. He's um, seemingly a very good lover, um, which is which is. Which a, I like that you take into account. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, no it, it, person who's Jamie, ever been as a, a dick right. was good at fucking. Okay. So uh, um, don't refute me. I was no, clearly joking. <laughs> I know. I was. I was. I was just going to say. But he's also uh, yeah. cheating. If he was good at fucking, uh, one might say his dick meter should be higher. Um, ding dinch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 Obviously, the the normal like the thing after a joke is like a drum, two drums, and a cymbal. And you said ding ding. Ding ding. Do you think do you think drums make a ding sound? It's is is the thing that's normal. Ding ding makes it sound like you're playing on a bass, like three notes on a bass. Ding ding, and then quickly run over and smash a cymbal. Maybe people should pick that out. Um. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. I think I think he's three point five. He's a bit of a dick. He's you know fucking his best friend's wife. But you know it takes two to tango. He's not the one that um, he doesn't have a partner. He's not cheating on anyone. So that's you know slightly reduces it. She's definitely more of a dick in that situation. Um, and also his best friend is like more of a dick than he is. So like fuck that guy. I hope his wife gets railed by other men. So uh, what I my my I'm gonna be four. Uh, and basically because, uh, one, uh, he does drive this man insane. Literally, like, he gaslights him to the extent that he ends up in a mental institution where he thinks he's a gorilla. Um, and that's not cool, you know? Driving someone actually insane through your act of gaslighting, not cool. Uh, making someone uh, live in a tree, not cool. Uh, two, yes, uh, his wife is worse. That doesn't mean, like, cheating on your best friend's wife makes you a saint. I, did, I gave him a 3.5. That's pretty high on all the I'm, meter All scale. I'm saying is I think that makes you quite bad. And I don't, we don't, I'd argue that we don't see enough good things from by him so much as we're showing, like, one once that I would think he's a not very much of a dick. So, full. Uh, cool. Uh, remind me what you gave him, Tom Hanks again? You gave him a two? Uh, yeah, I gave two for two. Tom Hanks. Cool. Um, so, because we've got a little bit of time and we didn't speak that much about uh, this film because it sucks and it's boring, um, as it's our 10th episode, uh, I'm going to give a little 
a little recap. I think I did sure. it around episode four of where we're at on our okay. ratings. Um, your averages don't include um, this week's episodes, but we can imagine how much sure. they would affect them because I can't be able to do that that's that, that quickly. Sure. Uh, but up until this episode, and this includes my scores, uh, mm-hmm. I have given uh, each of his films an average of 1.95. It's really poor. Uh, you've given it uh, 2.4 recurring. Um, so that's, that's actually probably good. It's going to be brought down with this too, probably around a 2.2 yeah, around there at the moment. Yeah. So really not been not been great so far from Tom Hanks in his I first have, 10 IMDb credits. But, so, my, so obviously my lowest is a 1. My highest was a 4. Uh, lowest is 1. You've given two 4s to uh, uh, Splash and to uh, Happy Days. Cool. Okay, fair enough. Uh, did, were you going to... No, no, no. I, just, I, I, I was just one. Running for... um, cool. Uh, on the Tom Hanks rating out of five, I've given him... Uh, a th- I've got a 3.45 so far. Not sure. too bad. Uh, you've given him a 3.1 recurring. Um, I th- the, the zero that you gave him Maze of Monsters is really not helping you there. Mm-hmm. This will probably bring it down again. It's probably closer to a three. Um, and the Tom Hanks... Zero is so hard. <laughs> the, Tom, the Tom Hanks dick meter is actually lower than expected considering okay. our uniform uh, for me it's 2.85 and for you it's uh, 2.77777 recurring cool um, again that's probably gone up a little bit with your four this week um, now Firstly, that I think that's definitely lower than we would have expected it to be, sure, considering our unified theory. Your unified yes, theory, thanks. But, but it's definitely the last no, few episodes yeah. have really brought that down. I so also, you, it started off from you with a four, a six, a three, a three, a four. Since then, it's been a zero, a two, a one, a two, and now yeah. a four. I also think because the scale only goes one way, um, that it will inevitably always look low. So, like, because the scale doesn't really go to niceness, we only show like zero being you're a good guy. And then anything above that is like how bad you are. Yeah. Um, the score will always probably trend lower, but that yeah, doesn't necessarily mean fair that enough. it's not a dick. Um, I would also like to point out that you've had a go at me for uh, using 0.5s because it's going to sure. screw up the average. Um, every single one of yours is currently a recurring figure, and every single one of mine is only two decimal points. Eat a dick, my theory works, kind of. <laughs> or just your maths was dumb and wrong and 0.5s don't affect averages that much. Sure. Um, but yeah, so that's a little summary of where we're at 10 episodes in. Sure. Um, Movies, really not great at the moment. Uh, the Tom Hanks performance is okay. Uh, but I, uh, and the dick meter, you know, round about the middle where we maybe a little bit lower than yeah, we expected yeah. so it to we, be. We but say you like, is above average in dickness uh, yeah. slightly. If we say the average person is maybe like a two in dickness. Yeah. Um, we're all dicks, really. Yeah, uh, on the so, uh, Jamie, you've missed the important question here. Um, Would you put this in your hands? Oh, bag? shit, I forgot about that. Well, no, of course. <laughs> I've kind of skipped over it because, of course... Of course, no. No, no. I mean, I, uh, I no, it's not going. So, uh, what's uh, something that redeems humanity? You can start. You normally do something sure. a little bit better than uh, I do. Jamie, also, I haven't thought. If the aliens were to come down, on yeah, a nice yeah. So Sunday. the the idea of this is that we haven't been able to save humanity with the Tom Hanks credit. So, what sure. are we going to use instead? Well, look. If they came down uh, tomorrow when you're off in uh, Greece, and they were to like, come on, save yourself, I'd be like, cool. Let's let's go to brunch. And you know what? Let's have a mimosa, because I think mimosas can save humanity. The nice, or as we say in Scotland, the Bucks Fizz, um, if you were, you know, nice 50% orange juice, 50% champagne and Prosecco, uh, depending on how fancy you are feeling, it is probably the best way to enjoy your morning. Um, it's bubbly, it feels nutritious, although it's definitely not nutritious in any way, and 
it just you know, starts to stay off right. So mm. I'm only so I can save humanity. Nice. Um, my normally I I was I'd do something funny. Um, I can't think of one this week, so I'm going to do something sincere. Sure. Um, I was. It's it's been a, it's been a crazy weather day today, Al, uh-huh. hasn't it? It's been it's been wavering. It's been it started sunny, nuts. then it rained. It's, been, it's su- nuts. Uh, it, I think it stopped thundering. Your girlfriend has managed to survive on her run. I'm yeah. very impressed. Um, but I was out today sort of shortly after it rained mm-hmm. and the sun was out uh-huh. and as we know when the, when the rain comes down you know these April showers I guess it's May now May showers um, it sort of clears the air a little yeah. bit it makes everything feel a little bit fresh and if you're out in that I was out driving I'm learning to drive at the moment that was fun um, I was out driving windows down the fresh air rolling in sun was on me so that specific feeling mm-hmm that I only personally was experiencing is what's going to save humanity this week, I feel. Okay. Um, now, we've... Oh, we've managed to come in about an hour this week, which is great. We've, not, we've been over, over well over an hour the last few yeah, episodes. Yeah. Also, I'm leaving in oh, about 45 minutes, I reckon, now. So it's been great that we've been able to come on that. Um, any final thoughts before I do our patented famous catchphrase yeah, to close yeah. out? Um, you know... I'm not going to see you this for a week, week now. Are you going to be sad? Uh, yeah, I will be sad. I'll be very yeah. sad. But for the listeners, it will just be a normal week yeah. as always. Um, yeah, you know, I uh, sometimes I, I think to myself... Uh, Times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me. What up? Um, when uh, you know, Theresa May fired a member of her cabinet, and I think to myself, what would Tom Hanks do in this situation? Uh, and Fuck in this case, off. And in this case, I think Tom Hanks... Uh, would be like, uh, never notice. He would never notice that this information had been leaked. He would deal with it, not at all. And by the end, uh, the Chinese would come for him and try to kill him. And he'd be like, oh, shit, man. But he'd be saved by a woman. Cool. Um, cool. You've, uh, shoehorned your, your favourite segment into this. Yeah. Just after I said I've been happy that we've come in under an hour. And I think we now have run over an hour. Um, 30 seconds. <laughs> Wait, we've got 30 seconds. Okay. Um, and with that, from, uh, please follow us on, on, on Twitter uh, at Pod. You can rate and read us on iTunes, all that good fun stuff um, uh, please spread word of mouth is super important please tweet about us tell us your friends and take uh, your friends take your friends take your friends on there subscribe and from me Damien from ah she came back that was so scary oh my god from me Damien from Al that's one more ep in the bank I hope that's under an hour